What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Michigan Civil Wing Air Patrol and emergency response agencies continue the search for a plane and pilot that went missing on Sunday in southwest Michigan. 83-year-old Richard Martin left the Dwajak Municipal Airport Sunday morning in his small home-built airframe and never returned. Civil Air Patrol Public Information Officer William Vandermolen tells us the search began early Monday and continued throughout the day, although hampered by rain. As weather improved today, air crews and ground teams continue to search areas around the region. Civil Air Patrol has Cessna 182s that we use to do aerial searches, and they do various types of patterns depending on the terrain and what we're looking for. And they are in communication with ground teams that are usually in vans driving around the area. Vanderbolen says the crews are looking in the counties of Van Buren, Kalamazoo, St. Joseph, Cass, Berrien, and Allegan. Unfortunately, the plane does not have equipment that could allow for its tracking. So it makes it particularly difficult that pretty much where we have to go by is areas where we're using interviews from witnesses and what they may have seen, along with the initial interview of people who were there when the plane took off and where they thought it might go. Vandermolen says CAP resources from neighboring states have also been asked to help. The CAP has also received tips from the U.S. Air Force and eyewitness accounts from the public that it says are beneficial, focusing on specific areas. He's asking anyone who might have spotted a small, shiny aluminum plane on Sunday to contact their local police. A new $1 million commitment to Lakeshore Public Schools has been announced by the Lakeshore Excellence Foundation. Foundation President J.C. Anderson tells us the group is donating the funds to the district for several initiatives that were identified by the administration. It's a great collaboration among the administration, among the school board, and the Lakeshore Excellence Foundation. We're an independent fundraising organization for the benefit of Lakeshore Public Schools. Lakeshore Superintendent Greg Eating says the programs to be supported with the $1 million commitment include a new $250,000 RAV employee appreciation program for teachers over the next five years and a $220,000 investment in early literacy. We're making a commitment as a district to improve our early literacy amongst all of our schools. And the foundations kind of said, hey, we get around that idea and really want you to have the money that you might need to help with that program. Eating says $175,000 will buy new weight room equipment and upgrades. $80,000 will purchase CNC machines. $50,000 will be spent on broadcast equipment. And $50,000 will go to the PLC initiative. Some of those initiatives, like the weight room improvements and the CNC equipment, will be immediate. The foundation has already raised about $600,000 of the donation. Anderson says anyone who wants to help reach the other $400,000 can donate at lefonline.org. Congressman Tim Wahlberg has taken notice after the Michigan Department of Natural Resources announced the discovery of silver carp DNA in the St. Joseph River last week. Speaking on the U.S. House floor today, Wahlberg said the invasive carp, previously known as the Asian carp, pose a threat to waterways throughout the United States. Silver carp have overtaken watersheds across the country and would pose a significant challenge to preserving the health of the Great Lakes and its tributaries. This news increases the urgency to take common sense steps to protect the Great Lakes from invasive species. 
Wahlberg said he continues to support the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative and the the Brandon Road Lock and Dam that keep the invasive carp out of Lake Michigan. The DNR announced last week silver carp DNA was found in one of 200 water samples collected in the St. Joe River in June. That does not mean the actual carp has made it into the river. The DNA could have been carried in by a boat that passed through waters where the carp does live. The DNR says more tests have been done and the results have been released when they're available. Wahlberg says he also continues to monitor the situation. Meanwhile, Congressman Bill Heisinger just got back from a trip to Europe to meet with NATO allies and one potential NATO ally. He tells us the bipartisan House foreign affairs trip took him to Sweden, Finland, and the Netherlands. While Sweden waits for its NATO application to be approved, Finland was just admitted into the alliance. Heisinger says that's good because not only does Finland have a long border with Russia, but it spends enough on its military to meet NATO requirements. Finland uses about 2.6% of its total GDP that goes into the military and into self-defense. Now, a few years ago, before the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, all of our European ambassadors would be going and talking to their host countries, encouraging, asking, begging them to get to that 2% threshold Level, which, by the way, is part of the NATO treaty. It says each of the member countries of NATO have to contribute 2% of their GDP to self-defense. Heisinger says having a, a new NATO ally that passes that 2% mark will increase the strength of the alliance. He says after Finland, lawmakers then jetted off to the Netherlands, a country that has not reached the 2% mark. However, Heisinger says all major parties in upcoming elections there have pledged to do so. Holtec International, the owner of the Palisades nuclear power plant, has announced a buyer for its electricity if and when that plant starts operating again. More from WSJM's Ken Lundberg. While the Palisades nuclear power plant is not currently generating any electricity, when they do, owner Holtec International says Wolverine Power Cooperative will buy it from them. Announcing a long-term power purchase agreement with Wolverine, the president of Holtec's nuclear generation and decommissioning, Kelly Trice, says the company is thrilled to enter the agreement. Trice says it represents a significant milestone in their journey toward reopening the plant. Holtec says it is a long-term power purchase agreement where Wolverine commits to purchase up to two-thirds of the carbon-free power generated by Palisades Nuclear Power Plant for its Michigan-based rural electric cooperatives. Earlier this year, Holtec submitted an application with the U.S. Department of Energy's Loan Programs Office for federal loan funding to help repower Palisades. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News. Meanwhile, Southwest Michigan lawmakers are reacting with optimism to news that Palisades owner Holtec has reached the power purchase agreement. The move's an important step as Holtec seeks to reopen the plant. State Representative Pauline Wenzel says the, quote, announcement brings us one step closer to making history, becoming the first state to successfully repower a non-operational nuclear power plant. She adds, quote, Michigan has an opportunity to secure our legacy as a global leader in technology, discovery, and innovation. We're at the doorstep of doing something truly remarkable, and today's news is certainly welcome and a great step forward. State Representative Joey Andrews calls the power purchase agreement incredibly welcome news. He says reopening Palisades, if that happens, will return hundreds of good-paying jobs to the region. Also, Congressman Bill Heisinger has weighed in, saying the partnership, quote, completes another important step in the effort to restore clean, carbon-free energy production at the Palisades nuclear facility. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dowazak, where furniture shopping is fun. 
House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has announced he's directing House committees to op- open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Or maybe he's Brittany Shepard. Speaker McCarthy's calling this impeachment inquiry the logical next step. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. White House Counsel spokesperson Ian Sams tweeting in response that this is an example of, quote, extreme politics at its worst. McCarthy said alleged abuse of power, obstruction and corruption by Biden and his son Hunter, quote, warrant further investigation. Brittany Shepard, ABC News, Washington. House Speaker McCarthy announced the inquiry today, the latest sign of the GOP leader yielding to mounting pressure from former President Donald Trump and his allies. McCarthy claims his party's months-long investigations of Biden have uncovered the president lied about his knowledge about his family's business dealings. While Republicans have sought to directly connect Hunter Biden's financial affairs to his father, they have failed to produce evidence the president directly took part in his son's work, although he sometimes had dinner with Hunter Biden's clients or said hello to them on calls. According to new data from the government, child poverty in the U.S. has more than doubled in the last year when pandemic-era government benefits expired and inflation kept rising. ABC's Karen Travers's reaction from President Biden. President Biden is slamming congressional Republicans for not supporting an extension of the enhanced child tax credit, saying that policy measure cut child poverty by nearly half. The Census Bureau today reported that child poverty more than doubled in 2022, due in part to COVID-era assistance ending. The president had tried to make the enhanced child tax credit permanent through his Build Back Better legislation, but it was dropped during negotiations with Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. In his budget plan he released earlier this year, the president proposed again expanding the child tax credit as high as $3,600. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Apple today unveiled its next generation of iPhones, a lineup that'll boast better cameras, faster processors, a new charging system, and a price hike for the fanciest model. The showcase at Apple's California headquarters comes as the company tries to reverse a mild slump that's seen its sales drop from last year in three consecutive quarters, partly because iPhones haven't been selling as well. The iPhone 15, due in store September 22nd, will adopt a USB-C charging standard that Apple had to adopt to comply with a mandate by European regulators. Federal indictments were announced today against five former Memphis police officers and the death of a black driver. Morph, maybe he's Derek Dennis. Multiple counts filed against the five former officers, including deprivation of rights under color of law, excessive force, and failure to intervene before the death of Tyree Nichols, a black driver, pulled over in a traffic stop last January. Prosecutors say the officers conspired to brutally assault Nichols, ignore his need for immediate medical attention, and then tried to cover up their actions by allegedly failing to report the assault, removing their body-worn cameras, or by characterizing the 29-year-old Nichols as the aggressor. In addition to this federal indictment, the former officers also face state charges related to Nichols' death, to which they have all pleaded not guilty. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Emergency workers in Libya's eastern city of Derna have uncovered more than 1,500 bodies after devastating flooding. It's feared the toll could spiral, with more than 10,000 missing. Rescue teams have retrieved hundreds of bodies. More in the final death toll is likely to be much higher. Mediterranean Storm Daniel caused devastating floods in many towns in eastern Libya, but the destruction was worse in Derna, where entire city neighborhoods were washed away. The head of a delegation for Libya for the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies said 10,000 people are missing after the floods. The country's Ambulance and Emergency Authority, which coordinates search and rescue efforts, said about 2,300 had died so far. 
A new COVID booster shot could hit pharmacies this week. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. It's the next step for the newly authorized, updated COVID booster shot. A CDC advisory committee meeting to decide who will be eligible to receive the shots first and when, maybe as early as Wednesday. On Monday, the CDC authorized the updated COVID booster, the third shot available to manage COVID-19. It's designed to target COVID variants, with hospitalizations and deaths from the virus on the rise, but still relatively low. The question is, will the new booster be available to everyone at once or the elderly and the immunocompromised initially. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Google is confronting a threat to its dominant search engine as federal regulators launch an attempt to dismantle its internet empire in the biggest U.S. antitrust trial in a quarter century. Over the next 10 weeks, federal lawyers and state attorneys general will try to prove that Google rigged the market in its favor by locking its search engine in as the default device in several places and devices. On Tuesday, prosecutors opened their case, saying it's about the future of the Internet and whether Google's search engine will ever face meaningful competition. Google is arguing that competition from Microsoft's Bing, as well as Amazon and Yelp, keep the marketplace fair. And a luxury cruise ship has run aground in Greenland. Morph maybe sees Ines de la Quatera. A luxury cruise ship known as the Ocean Explorer with 206 people on board running aground in a national park in a remote part of eastern Greenland. With Danish officials saying the nearest help by sea is days away. There were no reports of injuries. Officials warning the weather could be very unfavorable, but insisting that in this specific situation, they do not see any immediate danger to human life or the environment. Ines de la Quatera, ABC News at the Foreign Desk.